Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. I want to talk about long, long suffering. Uh, is what I really want to get into today a little bit. Uh, talk about the, the patience of God and, and, and what God, the patience that He has for us and anyway, what we need and, and what we have and um, just, just being able to do what, um, what God has placed in us to do. Um, long suffering is a seed that is placed in us that gives us the ability to never give up, to never give in, and to never let go. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Without it, we would give up we would give in, and we would let go. It's true. Don't think for a second you're hanging on just because you go to church, or you keep the nursery, or you're on the security team, or parking team, or singer worship team, or even the pastor. We hang in there because God is so good that he places in us a seed that manifests itself. See, we don't, we, don't, we don't realize this. And gives us the ability to operate with what I call love untiring. What is, what is, what is love that, that never gets tired? It's love untiring. Because sometimes we get tired. But somehow or another, God gives us it gives us the supernatural strength and ability to just not get tired spiritually. Because when we get tired of it, then that's when we give up, that's when we give in, and that's when we let go. God, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Let me put it this way, Christians. Let's talk to Christians a little bit today. It's been a, kind of a talk on a Christian's day. Um, you go to bed. It's Saturday night. You had a horrible week. Everything you feel like you've been believing God for and won't happen ain't, hasn't happened. Nothing's gone your way. And you got every intention to just give up on God. Yeah, I'm just going to forget it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to do something. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, if nothing else, I'm not going to go after them like I used to do. And then you wake up next morning and you go after them with everything you have. What is that? It's called long suffering. It's called that God-given patience to be able to never give up never give in, and never let go. Now, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 16, if we walk in the Spirit, we won't gratify or we won't, we won't produce the works of the flesh. Understand this, that if we're walking according to, to, the, to the flesh, then everything we do is going to be self-centered. How do you know when you're how, 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 how do we know whenever we're, being, we're walking in the flesh and not walking in the spirit? It's really simple. If everything you do is, is about self, is self-centered, then you're walking in the flesh. There's a lot more that goes to it, but that's the start of it. It's, all, it's just about you. What, what, me, me-ism. Me-ism and, you know, I, I, I. You, just, you can just listen to people. That, well, that's, that's flesh. Spirit, walking in the spirit then everything is Christ-centered. How is this going to affect Christ? See, understand this. 
because we forget, and this is how God operates. When we, when we, when we walk into flesh, it's self-centered. We want to know what God's going to do for me now or lately. God doesn't operate on what he's going to do for you right now. God does everything based on eternity. We want it to affect me now because we don't have the spirit of long suffering. We're not operating in it. We're not, we don't have the spirit of patience on us. So, so we pray prayers like this. Hey, God, hear me now, God, and hurry. And God says, I can hurry. I have the ability to, but because this isn't about just this self-centered moment, this is about how this is going to affect you forever. So everything we do, that everything we do spiritually is not self-centered, it's God-centered. Or I say, put it in Jesus' term, in Christ-centered. And so he does it based on what he knows is best for us. Flesh is a manifest, but so is the fruits of the Spirit. It's a manifest. And as long as we stay close and we, and we, we, we hooked up to him, then we will, we will produce the thing. And it's, long servant is a, is a seed of determination to simply do the things that God has called us to do. It's a determination. You ever, you ever just go, go through your life and you just feel a Christian walk and you feel determined to do something for God? I'm just determined. You gobble up everything you touch, but bless God, you're determined to do what it is. It's a, a fleshly man is one who is not dominated by the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God. I told you there's two types of people in here a couple weeks ago. There, there's one that is being dominated by the flesh and one being dominated by the Spirit. Which one are you? It's quiet in this Presbyterian church, but that's okay. We can be Presbyterian today, y'all want to. I can get whatever you want me to be. I can be whatever you need me to be. We are being dominated even by a self-centered spirit, or we're being dominated by a Christ-centered spirit. Both of them are manifest. And so one of the things I want to go to Galatians, um, I was in Galatians 5 and, and um, in, into 16, and and so it says, if you walked in in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so we, we, want, we, want, to, we want to walk in it. We want to walk in it. We want to receive the things that God walked. Even what, what is the word, what does it mean to walk? Because it's like, well, that sounds like a good Christian terminology. Walk means even when you get knocked down to the floor, you get back up. Right? See, we think automatically, well, we can't do that. I, I've tried this, I tried this, 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 this walking in the spirit, but I keep failing. Okay, yeah, and let me, let me go ahead and tell everybody in here, you're going to continue to fail. You're going to continue to fail. God doesn't watch it and, and get concerned. He, he, he does. He has, he has antidote. He has the spirit of God. The closer we get to him, the easier it gets. But, but every time we fall, he's looking to see how many times you get back up. And there's a spirit, there's a seed inside of you, which gives you determination to just keep getting back up. So basically, instead of saying, instead of we, 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 just, we, we say then, uh, walk in the spirit, it would say, everyone who gets knocked down and gets back up, you will not fulfill the, the, the lust of the flesh. <laughs> Isn't that good? 
Every time he comes against you, he knocks you down, and you fail, and you stumble, and you fall, but you keep on. But there's a determination inside of you that says, you know what? You got me today, but you won't get me tomorrow. You knock me down with that because whatever you defeat, whatever you fight and you win in that fight, you eventually you will not have to fight again. And you just keep on fighting and keep on going and say, I walk in the spirit. Just keep on walking and getting back up. And so, so you read that. And the Bible says, it goes all the way down and go to verse 22. And so then we, we, we have the fruit of the spirit, which is the manifest, which is a seed. How many knows that we don't want made fruit? We want fruit that is, that is grown. And so we went over that two weeks ago. So you can go back and listen to that. So I'm not going to re-preach that. But I do want you to realize that, that, that fruit, in order to grow fruit, has got to be a seed. And so all these things inside of you is a seed. And, and fruit is a manifestation. Even an apple tree or a peach tree or pear tree. These fruits that grows on these trees is a manifestation of the seed that was planted. Amen. And so when it's, once you get born again... We are born again by the incorruptible seed of the living God. Huh? In the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, and the Word was God. Who's he talking about? Jesus. We just had communion and said, by his shed blood, we are saved today. That means the Word lives on the inside of you. You have a Word, you have word inside of you. And that word, everything the devil gives you is bad. Everything, we can make it a little, a little easier. Everything that comes from the flesh is bad for you. <laughs> you know, it's a lot like the food you eat. If it tastes good, it's probably bad for you. <laughs> Boy, this is good. <laughs> some good stuff right here. <laughs> and then you're reaching for some sauce and some spices that makes it even better, which probably makes it even more worse. More, more worse. Is that more, word more? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Give me some more of that. Um, what is it? Is it M- MSG? <laughs> you, go to, you go to a Japanese restaurant and you're trying to figure out how that rice I'm sorry. I, I, I'll meet you there after church if you want to. I mean, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just telling you. We, we know these things. Confess your faults one to another. <laughs> it's like, how? And then you feel like, you just feel bad afterwards, you know? I mean, like, really? Not, you're just like, man, what is it? It's because all that, the image Jesus put on makes rice just taste good. You get the point? <laughs> anyway. So flesh, that's what, anything that flesh gives you is bad for you. And so we don't want anything to flesh, and so, but we still have to deal with it and everything that the, the, the spirit of God gives us is, 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 is good for us. And that's what we're, and that's what we go by. And so it's a, so it's a seed that is planted on the side of us. God plants a seed the day, so the day you were born again. And gave your heart to the Lord. God places that seed on the inside of you. And it's the incorruptible seed. Here's my point. Everything the devil gives you, the reason why it's bad for you is it's corruptible. We want our flesh. We're self-centered. We don't want to walk by the Spirit. We want to walk by our flesh. Even we don't mean to. But I'm here to tell you, if you gratify the deeds of the flesh, in the end, it's going to be bad for you. There's a payday someday. 
Why? Because everything that comes from the enemy is corruptible. But everything that comes from God is incorruptible. Amen. And you might have, and that's why you need that long suffering. You need that patience because it's going to take a little while. But guess what? You make a determination that, bless God, I will not be self-centered and I will not fall to, to just the, the, the desires of the world, which are desires of my flesh, just so I don't have to go through something. Because the one thing, let me go ahead and tell you this, one thing about, about the, the fruits of long suffering, if you're going to walk in long suffering, that means you go through something. And there's a reason why you got to go through something. Because God's going to purify you through that situation. Remember, everything he does is based on eternity. And if you don't go through it, it won't make you who you are. But if you go through it, it's going to make you everything you are. Uh, in Daniel 3, I'm going to read it this service. I did the first service. But it, it's, it tells us about the three Hebrew children. You know, remember, remember them? We learned in Sunday school with children's church, depending on what generation you brought up in. And it's called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember them guys? The, the servants came up to the king, says, Oh, king, there's a couple of fellows that won't bow down to your gods. They won't do the things that you're asking them to do. They won't just, they just won't join up on social media and just be a part of what everybody else is doing and disagree with everything. And the old king came to them and, and stood in front of them and says, I heard you won't bow down to them. And they says, No, we won't. They said, Well, who is this God that, that, you, that you renounce my gods for him? And they said, oh, king, you know. But I'm not going to tell you because it doesn't matter. But I am not going to bow down to your gods. I'm just not going to do it. And while they're doing it, they could have easily, listen, and I'm telling you, their flesh is probably saying, just do it. Just bow that knee one time, buddy. You be out of here. Because why the king is telling him is doing what the enemy does. He's making the furnace seven times hotter, the Bible says. Now flesh is really saying, come on, man, just do it one time. And God says, no, uh-uh. He's have a determination to never give up, never give in, and never let go. What in the world is making these three guys, why don't they say, yeah, okay, we'll do it one time, then we'll go back to the house and we'll repent because of what we can do, right? They says, no, -uh. but there's a seed inside of you which is incorruptible that says, don't do it. And it's inside of you, and it's keeping you going. And, and then God says, and so we're thinking right then on this story, well, if God's if they're doing it for God, then that must mean, mean they don't have to go through the fire. Oh, no, you're going through the fire. But guess who's going through the fire with you? Come on, church. See, we think long-suffering, we think the fruits of the Spirit. We're going to walk in the Spirit, so we're going to go through anything. Uh-uh. Long-suffering means you're going to go through some things, but you know that what you're going through is going to, you're going to be tried by fire. And God's going to give you the patience that even though while you're going through it, you know the end result is going to be better on the outside of it than it was before. I'm here to tell you those three children did not bow their knees or bow their heads, and they went through the fire, but they went through to the other side, and they came out better because here it is, 4,000 years later and we're still talking about him. What's your point, Pastor? I'm here to speak over somebody and tell you, don't fall prey to the works of your flesh. If you walk in the Spirit, you're going to outlive it, you're going to defeat it, and you're going to be over it before this thing is over with. Long-suffering says give us patience. Gives us the patience to get through what it is got to get through. I'm thinking about Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And over in, over in the, the book of Joshua, 
It, it, it starts out in Exodus. There's, there's this guy, his name was Caleb. It was Joshua and Caleb. Remember Joshua and Caleb? They were the two guys that when they went in Numbers 13 and spied the land, they says, oh, man, we, I mean, it's, it, the giants there were huge, but so was the crops. And they came back and says, man, we can, we can take these giants because they didn't have their eyes on the giants. They had their eyes on the fruit. Remember, don't let the enemy move you. If he can move you, he can control you. They said, we're not going to be moved by what the enemy can do. We're moved by what God can do. Anyway, they came back. We knew about all the rest of them. They came back and said, no, the land is great. It's awesome. But we can't beat them. And because of our doubt and unbelief and, and other things that happened, everybody in that whole generation died. So they waited 40 years before, before, the, before that 40-year countdown happened. The reason why they went over there and they, they saw those graves over in Canaan, God looked at Caleb and Joshua. Look at all of them. He says, we're dividing the land up. And Caleb was sitting there. He says, I want that mountain. He told Joshua, I want that mountain. Okay, you can have that mountain. With all the murmuring and complaining of the people, guess what? They got to wait 40 years before they cross over. That means Caleb's got to wait 40 years before he gets this mountain. 40 years has come and 40 years is gone. And now God is saying it's time to cross over the Red Sea and receive the promises of God. How many knows 40 years is a long time to be holding on to a promise? They crossed the Red Sea when they got to the other side. Joshua comes up. They were, old, they were older men that time. Now they're old men. And he comes up to Caleb now over 80 years old. And Joshua says, hey, Caleb, got a nice piece of land for you over here, bud. God told me to give you this. It's, it's up against the Red Sea, man, the Jordan River. It looks great over there. I mean, you, your family can hook up over here. and It just looks good. Caleb says, nope, I don't want it. I want that mountain. You know, Joshua says, hold one second, Caleb. I mean, that's good and everything, but there's some big old nasty giants on that land, up on that mountain. Let the younger generation go there and fight those giants. You fought your giants. Settle right here. But guess what? There was a termination on the inside of Caleb that says, no, I'm not going to let the element of time rob me of the blessings of God in my life. You better watch it because remember, when you walk in the Spirit, God is without limits. And, and God had placed something in Caleb. It's called a spirit of long suffering. It's called a spirit of patience. If you're having to wait for it, don't give up, don't give in, and don't let go. If you got to hang on to it and wait for it, then wait on it because in the end, you will get it. And, and Joshua's trying to talk him out of it. Come on, Caleb. You don't, there's need to, let them guys have it. It's fine. They'll let you visit. I don't want to visit the mountain. I want to own the mountain. Not only do I want to have it, I want my children to have it. I want my children's children to have it. I want five generations from now to have that mountain because that mountain belongs to me. And I'm here to tell somebody this morning, there's some things that God has promised you. And it's not just for you, it's for your children, your children's children, and for generations after you. Don't let the element of time rob you of the blessings of God. God has placed a seed on the inside of you. It's called a seed of long suffering. It's a holy determination to never give up, to never give in, and to never let go. And what the world out there that is lost and dying and, and going crazy out there because we keep falling prey to self-centered, this antics. 
We've got to allow the spirit or the seed of God growing inside of us. You say, I don't know why. It's not because I don't want to. Boy, when the calendar flips in another month and a half, we go into 2023. It would have been 25 years since I loaded my little kids up in a car and came to Shalate, North Carolina. Before there was lattes, it was Shalate. Can anybody buy a latte in Shalate? We're outside one time, a guy comes up. You know, a handful of people come out to where he's from. Come up, so excuse me. I mean, all we had was a Walmart. They were, they were trying to turn it into a super Walmart at the time. I think it was just a glorified, you know, Dollar General or something. I don't know what it was. Nothing wrong with Dollar General. You know what I'm saying? Um, he says, this guy comes up, he says, excuse me. Can you tell me where I can get a cappuccino, some iced coffee? First of all, I don't drink coffee still now. I'm still not old enough to drink coffee. I don't know when that's going to kick in, but I just don't care anything about it. <laughs> and the fellow was with me. He says, I don't know, man. If you want a cup of coffee, if you go down Red Bull here, there, go take a left. There in Town, there's a gas station. I know they sell coffee there. <laughs> this guy wasn't looking for coffee. He, wanted, he wanted a Starbucks one up. Honey, you better, you should have left at about 8 this morning if you wanted a Starbucks by dinner time. What's your point? No point. It's just, you couldn't get a latte and a latte back then. That's just good. That's the only point. Like Caleb, man, I'm getting old. Anyway, my point was, what I didn't realize, I should have, we moved here almost 25 years ago, that God placed, had already placed a seed in me with a determination to never give in, to never give up, and to never let go. And let me tell you somebody, I've gone to bed a many a time. I walked in these campuses, these different buildings a many a time. So I'm going to give up give in and let go I've always made it that always was my that that was was, I've already made a decision that's going to happen and just before you do it that holy determination comes up again there's some of you here right now that says I ain't going to church tomorrow I've paid my tithes done this done that God ain't really doing this been a tough year good year whatever it is but both against it and every time you get ready to quit guess what you can't because you're not walking flesh-centered, you're walking spirit-centered. And so everything you do is not concerning your, your flesh, self-centered. It's concerning God because of the spirit. That woman who went out and risked everything she had in the Bible, the woman with the issue of blood, she had a holy determination that if I might just grab hold of the hem of his garment with a determination to never give up, to never give in and to never let go. We say, oh, if I could have that termination. You do. When I get it, today you got saved. Because you were saved because you received the word. And the word did not return void. It's prospering that which is sent out the word. And in you is not a corruptible seed. It's an incorruptible seed. You don't know how many times I messed up. 
God does. And he still hold on to it. Don't get self-centered. Don't start walking according to the deeds of the flesh. Remember, it's the works of the flesh. Remember, works means an occupation. It does something. And there's an there's a end result to everything we work at. Don't fall prey to the occupation or the works of the flesh. Continue to walk according to the Spirit. And don't let the flesh manifest. Let the Spirit of God manifest. And in you and rising up out of you is a spirit of long-suffering. And every time you mean to give up and plan to give up, and that's what you're going to do, give up, right before you give up, something on the inside of you says, try it one more again. Where did that come from? The Holy Spirit of God. Let me close on this. I, I just, it hit me this week. I was thinking about God here Trinity. Some on Wednesday night, we were talking about the third person of the Trinity. Who's the third person of the Trinity? Holy Spirit. One thing I want you to understand about the Holy Spirit, because everything I want you to understand, I'm going to talk about fruits again a little bit more, one more, one more week, and then we're going to go into really Christmas mode the week after that. They're going to hit fruits again. And one thing I want you to understand about walking into fruits, because the fruits is God's character. Every time you walk into fruits, you're, you're, you're personifying the, the character of God. Again, remind myself of teaching I've heard a long time ago about the Holy Spirit being the third person of Trinity. Now, I know you're, you're more holier than I am, and you probably already figured this out, but it took me a minute because I began to realize my actually thoughts of the Holy Spirit is not meaning to, but he's, he's the lesser of the three because you got God the Father, Elohim, God the Son, Jesus Yeshua, and Holy Spirit. And He's the third person. But I want you to realize this morning that He's not the third person meaning in value. He's third person because that's the chronological order He came. First the Father, then the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The reason why that is very important is we have to remember that Holy Spirit has the same grandeur the same power, the same authority that the Father does. It's like Jesus said, when you've seen the Father, you've seen me. He's saying we're the same person. He says, everything the Father is, is in me. Everything that the Holy Spirit has is in the Father and everything the Father has is in the Holy Spirit. And so, he's not the lesser, even though we, we think he's the energy because he symbolizes as fire and oil and wind and we see this, that's just a symbol of him when he shows up, but he's no lesser than the Father and the Son what's the point? he's the one living inside of you right now and if he has the same grandeur if he has the same greatness if he has the same power if he has the same authority as the father does and he's living in you then you have the same grandeur you have the same greatness you have the same power you have the same authority that's living on the inside of you you don't have the lesser living in you you have one just as same as the father living inside that's why he sent you to live in you and he's incorruptible I shared a story. I shared, shared a beaver story a while ago, Jenna, just because it really. So I'm, I'm Friday, real fast. We, 
I'm in here. I'm working on this Friday. I'm really in it, man. I'm just, the whole thing this year about the whole fruits, I'm going to do the fruits. It, I want to, more so than love, joy, peace, you know, thankfulness and, you know, long, long suffering and all this stuff we'll deal with some of those next week. And I just want to make sure you understand that that's, because first thing we say, I can't do it. Just can't do it. I mean, some of you are going to go, you're going you're gonna to see that turkey laid in that freezer this week in the grocery store and you're going you're going to take off after it another lady's going to take off and you're going to use your your shopping buggy as a weapon if need be <laughs> to knock whoever you got to knock out get out of the way and so I know what you're thinking right now I can't I can't do it I know you can't but there's a seat in you that says you can take the turkey lady there's another one coming I'm sure so the point is there's seeds in us that you received that salvation, right? So when you got saved, God is just didn't give you a ticket, which is grateful, which is called eternal life, to make it to heaven. He also gave you a ticket or a seed in you to better do the things you can't do on your own. And so my point on the seed, so I'm here working. We got a, I got a pond beside my, my yard, and, and, and this crazy beaver has shown up in my pond. Never had a beaver before, but this but brother beaver has showed up. And he thinks he's gonna take over. And which is fine. He's gnawing some little trees and stuff. And oh, you can have that one or whatever. I got get it, can't find it, can't do it. Anyway, bottom line, but then Jenna called because I got this big old willow tree that I just love. Right outside the pond, over my fence. This crazy, insane rodent. Just gnaw that thing up till it's barely, I mean, like that. I mean, it's about that big round. I mean, my faith just, just love the tree. <laughs> it's just hanging there. So I, so I just completely leave. Leave here, went straight, and there, there it is. And here's Emerson. Emerson's my five year old granddaughter. She's, she's with us right now, and she's, and she's, she's, see, you know, she's telling me all about the beaver and what he's doing. You know, I'm like, well, well we're going to shoot him. <laughs> he messed my tree up. Now, Emerson, I'm not being me. I mean, Emerson, she goes hunt with her dad, turkeys, and everything. I'm thinking, you know, she's a good country girl. You know, she understands it. She's, oh, no, no, granddad. We're not shooting him. We're going to catch him and give him to another family. Okay. So, now, granted, 45 minutes before that, I'm, 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 just, I'm just basking in the glory of my, when, I, when my willow tree was in one piece, I was like, Every, oh, to see God, yeah, we can walk in the character and the fruit of God because he places in us the seed that produces much fruit and the fruit of your character. I got it. Yes, I got it. I can give it to the people now. And now I'm, really, I'm, really, I'm willing to just take out beavers because I, he, he messed up my tree. And so here's my five-year-old. Here's my point. I'm looking. I said, but Emerson, our tree, baby, we love our tree. She says... I said, now Granny's got to cut it down. She says, yeah, but just plant a seed. Another one will grow up. Just plant a seed. Just plant a seed. Just plant a seed. Because if there's a seed in the ground, I know it's going to come. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. 
If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.